0: Welcome to the Gotacom podcast, where investors discover great small-cap companies. Thank you for taking the Godicom with you, and make sure to follow our podcast.
1: Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gotacom, when we take the time to go small-cap companies after they put out important news. With us today, Dave Gandini from SoberSafe trades on the NASDAQ under SOBR, guys, why are you going to find this interview amazing? 16 years ago, almost to the day, Apple introduced the iPhone and revolutionized the mobile phone forever. And I call that my own thing where you Appleize an industry. You take an existing product, an industry that's boring. You add great tech to it and you completely change the paradigm. That's what SoberSafe is doing with breathal- with breathalyzers. They're revolutionizing, revolutionizing space by having brought to market the world's first, touch-based solution uh, for alcohol detection to prevent alcohol-related accidents, workplace, and several other verticals. Their timing couldn't be better because in the workplace alone, we've got drinking epidemic. Just in commercial fleets, uh, 11,000 alcohol-related accidents every year. Generally speaking, 47% of workplace injuries are linked to alcohol. 11% of workplace fatality victims tested alcohol-positive. And 13% of U.S. commercial drivers tested positive for alcohol, which are the highest rates worldwide. And that's why on September 21st, the NTSB called for all new cars to include passive alcohol detection systems. So the system couldn't be better. It's the world's first touch-based solution to prevent alcohol-related accidents. More than just lip service. $10 million uplist of the NASDAQ in 2022. Total $19.5 million raise. Their flagship sober check product was awarded the Occupational Health and Safety Product of the Year uh, in twenty for 2022. That's in safety modern devices, and they've already got customers and revenue and multiple distributors signed. So let's talk about 2022, how well it went, and into 2023. Dave, welcome back. Happy New Year, my friend. George,
0: thank you very much. And your excitement, I'm fired up. I mean, you should give the speech for the company all the time because you're spot on. And a lot of times we're so close to the flame, we don't realize what a difference we've made. So I appreciate the opportunity to chat with you. Um, There was a press release that came out today, uh, January 10th, and it talked about what we accomplished last year. So let me kind of at a high level go back. First thing is we raised a significant amount of money. You know, in a very tough market, really the reason my perspective that we're able to do that is because we have this technology not only disruptive, but it's so needed in the marketplace with drinking uh, both inside uh, company locations, facilities and in vehicles. It's it's getting worse. And we're there as a stopgap measure to prevent and detect for these companies. So let's talk about what we've done and how we accomplished what we did in 2022. So for us, the real start point, George, was raising capital where we started in May. I think we uplisted on May 20th. We raised $10 million and we were looking at that point to get somewhere around 15, but the market was the market, and we raised you know the well, 10 million Well, that was the
1: storm right then, that month. That says a lot that even though you didn't get your 15, you got 10 million. Uh, right in the storm of the stock market where people didn't want to touch the stock market. That says a lot about you guys, right, David? And again, I'm going to
0: I'm gonna say that, that that's based on the product and, and what we yeah. developed, but so I, I agree with that. Uh, what we did is at that point in time, we were able to start to leverage that capital to build the business. Prior to that, we were doing pilots. We had a few small customers, but we were at a standstill or running in place because we were supposed to raise the money Mid first quarter, and we just got pushed out. So for us, the starting point for the company to really roll out the business was on May twentieth of last year. We were fortunate, you know, after we got launched and we 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 put a few deals together, we were in motion. We were fortunate in September to have that big run with our with our stock. I mean, we had a significant amount of shares traded for a period of time, somewhere around September eighteenth through mid October. But let's talk about why that happened. You had mentioned earlier, George about the NTSB and the requirement for, and again, it's 23, four, five, six, whatever that, that, that year is, it's probably 25, 26, of having alcohol detection in the cabin. When that article was written and it was republished, we have the only today passive alcohol detection. And so we gained a lot of notoriety and actually we had a lot of interest in the company from there. So at that point, we raised an additional $6 million, right? And if you look at the timing, it was it took us five months to raise 10 million. It took us about two and a half hours to raise six million. So at that point, we were fully funded and, and we moved the business forward from there. So what we were able to accomplish is bring on a, you know, additional sales help because we had basically one and a half salespeople, you know, myself and, and Michael Watson, the chief revenue officer. So we brought on additional salespeople. We have a total of four salespeople now. They're focused on those markets. What else did we do, George? We did 10 conferences, uh, alcohol, drug testing conferences. Over 10,000 companies, George, saw our technology. 2,000 tested it. 2,000 companies piloted our technology. We have a follow of over 700 companies now that we're fielding with these new sales reps that we had.
1: And, David, so, so what was the re- – obviously, the numbers tell the story – But what was the reaction the first time when George Calm walked up to the sober safe, you know, booth at these conferences? And uh, that's what I want people to understand. And they see because up until now, it's (sighs) breathalyzer, take up the it's, it's, you know, it's an archaic system. What was the reaction like when they saw this essentially what's a mouse pad? You put your two fingers on there like that. And, you know, this identifies me. And this one here tells me if I've got alcohol in my system. You must have been amazed at the reaction. Well, George, it's interesting. It was disbelief
0: because we had spent a couple of years working on the product. And as is my guys and I like to say we're so close to the flame. When we introduced it at the first conference in May, early May of of 2022, I mean, no one could believe that this technology was available, it was working. And, and why, why did we not have something like this prior where we'd been using a breathalyzer? So the first group that we met with, I mean, there was significant disbelief that, oh, this is not going to work. And what we did, though, we did something interesting. We'd sponsor every cocktail reception at these parties, at these conferences. Everybody would check in before a cocktail. And then as they left the party, they checked out and they wow, saw. Wow, the that's party. brilliant. So it was, brilliant. In, it was, yeah, our chief revenue guy, uh, Michael Watson. He developed a strategy, and it worked perfectly. So we've actually signed, out of these customers that we have in distributors, I think two distributors and two or three customers, we met at that show in May. And so that shows you where that cycles. It's it's, it's a it's a much shorter sales cycle when you can get individuals putting their hands on the it by seeing how the technology works, looking at the dashboard. Being is believing, right? Yeah. It, it, so it was disbelief. But keep in mind, we're still disruptive. Uh, in in terms of the technology that's available. And we're kind of crossing that innovator phase into early adopter right now. So we signed six customers last year. Those customers are all in, you know, facility and fleet in that area. So they have trucks, they have buildings where they have people checking in and out. And then I wanna make sure that we're clear on the distributors that we've signed. These are not distributors that, you know, that sell distribute multiple products. These are distributors that today some third-party administrators that sell exclusively alcohol and drug detection
1: services. Yeah, they're not just throwing into a bunch of a hundred other SKUs of just general stuff they sell off the back of a wagon. It's alcohol detection distributors specifically.
0: Yes. And so they have does a lot. with those distributors, we've added about 29 salespeople in six months, which is part of our strategy you're not gonna hire 29 salespeople in six months. Nope. And they have over 500 customers that they're communicating with and they're out there trying to replace breathalyzer or saliva technology with ours. So we fully expect to see some customers this quarter from that distributor group. And right now all nine of those distributors are trained They've all acquired technology from us. We didn't give them the tech. So they believed in that's enough where they had to buy the technology. The objective is to at least double those distributors somewhere between 18 and 20. By the end of the second quarter, we'd have over 70 salespeople selling our product. Uh, also one in, uh, in Canada that we'll be talking to, uh, we'll be presenting to next week. And we hope to, to uh, venture into uh, Canada by the end of the first quarter
1: and that's something by the way that you didn't expect to happen geographically you expected to be u.s focused i mean it's a major market so nothing wrong with that for a long time and you've already got your products kind of being tested in europe now you've got interest in canada are you amazed at how i mean i know you believe in your product it's a fantastic product and of course the occupational health and safety people gave you the award so that's a third-party validation that david gandini is just sitting here talking his book but despite that belief you had, are you even are you guys even still amazed at the global interest in uh, in in your products in SoberCheck and SoberSafe? Yeah,
0: well, I think the answer is yes. But I, the answer is yes. But I will say that we built a significant um, investor relations digital strategy around that. And for the month of December, we were at, we did prime time commercials on CNBC, MSNBC box Business and in in Bloomberg, and we've been we've received a number of of leads from that and inquiries with salespeople interested in selling our technology. So that really helped us. And we were one of the early companies, if the first, to use you know the digital media, you know television and cable rather, you know for IR. So I think our strategy is coming together in the building blocks. But you know we're not we're not surprised that there's tremendous interest. What we're learning and we're trying to fine tune is the sales cycle. So, in the justice space, that's the shortest sales cycle where we're somewhere in three to five months. So, we'll sign a number of these justice deals will come across the line. And by the way, explain the clip. justice
1: space for a second, Dave, for people who are tuning in for the first time, because that's a big space. Does it mean prisons? Does it mean court? What is the just kind of, kind of frame that a little bit for everybody so they have a better yeah. understanding?
0: So, the justice
1: space includes
0: prisons, it includes all probation individuals. It includes any probation issues related to non-alcohol offenses like family court, things like that. Any location where somebody's coming in and they've got a test for alcohol. Today, what they do is they come in and they blow into a tube, for example, or the breathalyzer. So, and and one more ad, the other ad is halfway houses, where individuals come out of prison, they engage in, in society and they stay in a halfway house and they have to test you know numerous times a day when they enter and they exit the facility. So what we're doing in that space is we've got an individual that we hired from um, one of the largest transdermal groups out there for punitive companies scram right and they're they're leading in the market space but we're not in the same space but they're coming he's come in and he's got relationships and he's he's working through the process to replace breathalyzers at entry points with our technology. Why is that important? Breathalyzers, like a minute and a half to two minutes. You got to show your identification. You're spewing breath on somebody else and we all know the COVID issue. With Someone's our technology- you got to change out
1: the, in, the, the, the components with their yeah, hands. Yeah,
0: you got you to put the tips in. You got to discard those uh, very specially. They're hazardous material. Anyway, you go from a minute and a half to two, say two and a half minutes you walk in with ours, you've already logged in individual. It's 10 seconds. They're tested and they're in and out of the facility.
1: So let me ask you, because of what you just said right there, that's a perfect segue. In my intro, I said, 16 years ago, almost to the day, Apple introduced the iPhone and they completely changed the mobile the mobile phone industry. I've called that the Appleization of an industry. There's so many industries that are old and tired. Breathalyzer is one. Was I overstating it, do you think? Or, or am I right on track there that you guys are potentially going to do the breathalyzers, what the iPhone did to mobile phones, or what automobiles did to the chuck wagons. I mean, it seems to me that's the chasm that you guys are crossing. That's the paradigm shift you're creating. Am I overstating it? Well, I mean, I I, I certainly appreciate you comparing us to
0: Apple. <laughs> that's awesome for us. But I think, I think you're on to something, George. And it, it's um, so so let me answer that. Yes, we are we're revolutionizing the way alcohol is detected and we're in that innovator phase and how we will really start to branch out is when we license our technology to companies that have existing bases so i'll just talk briefly we all know about the ntsb here in the states and we all know about testing in in the vehicles or in cabin right we are in the process of finalizing NDAs with the world's largest OEMs to test our technology for potential licensing in the future inside these vehicles, right? So we'll get there, but what we have to do right now is we have to start by gaining traction in these market segments, locking in. I know you wanted to talk a little bit about insurers, locking in with insurance and following the path, George. I think what we'd like to... Our focus is more around telematics and what that did to the fleet and trucking industry, which is you put in a piece of technology into a vehicle, it knows where you are, it knows how fast you're going, it knows if you're driving recklessly or not. I think there's 17 million of those devices installed today. What we'd like to see happen is get installations going, partner with the insurance companies and the captives, and then at some point in the future, based on creating impeccable safety with inside these organizations, being mandated similarly, like telematics, or even partnering the Bluetooth into telematics. So that how we can really make a big difference and widen our path is through licensing and partnerships.
1: Yeah, and no doubt, because the, this problem is so big and so widespread, just in America, forget about around the world, that the truth of the matter is, you wouldn't be able to ramp up all on your own, scale up on your own with your own sales, marketing, distribution, training. You just couldn't. You need to find those partners that are already there. So that's exciting. I can't wait to hear more about that because the market was talking about that. It's not like you're saying anything too new. You're kind of confirming what people were thinking. But back in September, people said, yeah, it's got SoberSafe when the NTSB came out, you know, everyone's thinking Sober safe has got to be One of the solutions everyone's looking at. Let me switch. You mentioned something about the insurance companies because I've talked about this before. I found that to be another piece of third party validation. Because remember, in the small cap world, you know, until you're up to 100, 200, $300 million in sales, small third party validation matters. And I I love the fact that you had signed agreements with the top, some top 100 insurers to sponsor customer pilots. That makes sense for the insurance companies to do that. Uh, But on top of that, now you just mentioned captive insurer groups, which are, I think are better known as self-insured uh, groups. Is that another vertical you guys are now going after? and and what what can you tell us about that specific? Yeah, group? yeah. um
0: so on the insurance side, it's it's a much longer conservative path to partner with these insurers, right? And so as an early as a company early, you know on in the process and listed in May, we've got to gain traction to get the confidence and support of investors and shareholders, right? So we're still working with the insurers, it's a slower pace, but our focus on the insurance side is kind of slightly pivoted to work with captives or self-insured groups. And so let's talk about that. So let us ex- let me give you an example. There are five trucking companies. Between the five trunking, trucking companies, they have a thousand trucks. They're paying high, high, high premiums. So they decide to go self-insured. Right. When you go self-insured, you're paying a lower rate monthly, but you got a significantly higher deductible rate. Part of those self-insured, so if you're, you, you and I are, are members, George, and you're 100 trucks, you get into an accident, we all pay a portion of that deductible right. to support your situation. So inside those captives, and this is maybe over the last three or four months, and we, by the way, hired an individual uh, that's in Seattle for us, Maurice Caroy. He's an expert in the captive space. So what we're doing is we're going in to talk to these captives. If they deploy our technology similar to what I just mentioned about the insurers and where we're trying to go with telematics and mandating, they have a risk avoidance pool of capital they can buy our technology and lease our technology with this pool. and the more sa- the more safety that they have within these companies, the lower the deductible goes and everybody wins. So we'll stay tuned. We'll have some announcements and some updates on that in the first quarter, but that these captives would be a tremendous partner for us. We're protecting them. We're protecting their customer and it's a, it's a win-win-win situation. Again, as we've you know ferret through all of these opportunities and every place that our technology could go, we've got to find the biggest opportunities with the shortest cycles. On. So that's where, that's our focus on the insurance side.
1: Dave, would it be safe to say that you guys were really happy with 2022 from a company point of view? Look, you can't control the markets. Mind you, you, had some really you know active, great trading. So you you probably don't have a lot of complaints there. But you know you can't control the markets. Netflix was down seventy percent at one point. Meta was down seventy percent, and even, even 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 Tesla dropped sixty five percent, forty five days or something like that. So the fluctuations of the market have nothing to do with you. But how happier were you with twenty twenty two as far as the company, the product, the you know the pipeline expansion, and then more importantly, how optimistic are you about where you guys are going? And you know how satisfied are you with the direction you're going in in twenty twenty three and the momentum that you guys have got?
0: Yeah, so 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 happy is a word we probably, none of us use in the executive team. I would say that we're pleased with the results on the capital raise front, you know, tough, tough, tough market. We are able to persevere and do that. We're pleased that we were able to bring on the staff that we did, especially these specific sales individuals We've got great background. Remember, we had to take, we take these guys away from companies we're not looking for sales guys that don't have a job. So they believe in our technology. And then we're pleased with the results, with the distribution and the and the number of customers in a very, very short period of time. So we feel very confident that we're going to be extremely successful this year. The degree of success depends on that whole conversion in the sales cycle, right? Of course. So again, to be clear, we've got the justice space with the sober check. We've got the fleet facility space with the sober check. And we haven't talked about this, George, but remember the rehabilitation space where we have an order from a provider right now. We've announced that in the, I think, late third quarter last year of over a half a million dollars worth of product. And that band that launches here like in the next two weeks. So that's a market that we will bring in consultative support on to grow that space. But really we're gonna have two products here by uh, the middle of the quarter, which is the silver check stationary, and the silver Silvershire band, and the silver Silvershire band same technology, smaller footprint, right? Smaller form factor. So we feel that we've got a significant again, 700 leads in the funnel, full complement of salespeople, full complement of distributors. This is our year where we start to perform and execute, and we feel very, very comfortable about the, the funnel that we have, the customers that we're working with, and. Uh, the deals that we have in front of us in in the first quarter, so it's all very exciting for us.
1: I got to tell you, from my point of view, I all, I love the technology from the day you and I met and you introduced it to me. Back then, it was you know this product for fleets. What I find really amazing is that you've gone from that that, that obviously is still the flagship to the bands. You it, it's almost there. There almost it, there almost isn't a vertical that you can that you can't touch anymore and you're getting the interest from so many different verticals. Has that part you know pleased you guys? I, I want to make sure I use the right term for your board. To yeah. Pleased yeah, you guys yeah. that you've got this vertical expansion on top of it all.
0: Well it creates it creates kind of some level of difficulty as far as how you want to manage the business going forward. So what we've been able to do is simplify it. So in the markets where we have salespeople and relationships we'll continue to do that. And then we'll be able to now start to pick off and find distribution channels or licensing partners within and outside our footprint where it makes sense for us. And you'll see more of that happen, uh, start to emerge actually in Q2. So we're extremely excited. But again, it's all about focus right now, and we're staying focused. We've got, to, we've got to step up and deliver for our shareholders. We've got to deliver for our investors. We, we've got to do the right thing here. So our focus is on the three markets. And our focus is deliver the highest quality product that we can and continue to heads down, continue to close business. And uh, we'll be in the second quarter, we'll probably give some guidance as to where we're at. But right now, yeah, we're, we're very excited. But, you know, today we're the market leader, we're the disruptive tech, but there'll be other companies that will follow suit because the market is so massive, and there's such a need. We're going to kind of break, kick the door down, you know, into to a great extent for some of these other providers. But you've got to have competition in the market. We can't be the smartest guys. I mean, there has to be guys who come in and follow suit with us. So I'm sure that'll happen. But well, you know what they were saying if massive. you don't have
1: if you don't have competitors, it means you probably don't have a market because nobody okay. else nobody else is in. You've got to have. Hey, look. I brought up Apple. Apple's got a lot of competitors. You know, the Tesla's got a lot of competitors. So that that's fine. As long as you're one of the big dogs in there, you're going to be able to do really well for shareholders. And uh, I love the fact that maybe in Q2, you're going to be given guidance because yes, execution obviously is is part of it. Uh, and sales closing, you know, close that's part of it. We all know that. You know, that's par for every business. But I like the confidence that, that tells me that you guys might be in a position because the, the most important thing is, the product is ready. It's always going to go through improvements. just like the just like the iPhone. It keeps getting you know we're up to iPhone 14 or something like that now. So I'm sure at one point we'll be at the SoberCheck 14 also, uh, and SoberSafe uh, and SoberSure 14 at some point. But I love the fact that the product's ready, can be deployed, it's being used, people are using it, and it's got great marketplace utility right now. So I can't wait for that. Last word to you, my friend, on just you know, what you want to say to your shareholders who have, uh, and you've got a lot of faithful, uh, really optimistic shareholders out there who really believe in you guys. So last, last words to you, Dave.
0: Yeah. So, so I'd like to thank all of our shareholders and investors and, and, it, it, and the investors that have followed us through this process in the, in the last, you know, four rounds that we've raised. I mean, I think they go back to uh, the management team here and myself, everything that we said we would do and accomplish we have. So what I'll say now is please stay tuned for a lot of good news coming up in 2023. We're poised, we have the financial backing and we look forward to creating success, driving our stock price up, moving the business forward. And we appreciate the loyalty uh, and and, uh, the opportunity to work for the investors that we have. So I I appreciate your time and, and to all the investors, Happy New Year. Stick with us. Keep an eye out. We're going to do well this year.
1: Well said, David. And as an existing shareholder myself, I'm really happy with the job you guys have done. I'm excited about where you guys are going. Uh and I think I speak on behalf of most shareholders who probably feel the exact same way. Can't wait to have you back in 2023, my friend, because it sounds like I'm going to have you back a lot because this is the year where you guys really kick it to high gear. So until then, my friend, you know, happy new year to you, the team, your families, and can't wait to have you back.
0: Thank you much. Thank you to everything you've done at GORACOM for the company, George. The same to you and your team.
1: Appreciate for everybody it. at home, you've been watching or you've listened listening to my podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, or your favorite podcast platform, to David Gandini, he's CEO at SoberSafe, trades on the NASDAQ under SOBR. For those new to the story, you want to know more about the company. Get to Agoracom, take a look at the company's profile page because we got this story neatly laid out because there's a lot of tech, a lot of different verticals, a lot of different markets. So we've got it neatly laid out for you to have great foundational information about the company. And then once you got that under your belt, head over to the SoberSafe website, do your deep dive due diligence. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time.